Hi, I'm Hannah, team manager with the Orange Arrow Players Association, a nonprofit organization whose mission is to coach student athletes to aim for success off the field. Please consider making a play by giving, hosting a friend raiser, subscribing to our podcast and YouTube channel, and staying connected on social media at Orange Arrow PA. Visit orangearrow.org for more information. Thank you for listening. Take aim. Welcome to Inside the Play Call with Orange Arrow. And today, today, we have some very, very special guests. Squad goals, members of the OA team. Squad, how are y'all doing? Doing well. Great. All right. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we're recording this. Normally, this is a team call time. We scratch the team call. Now we turn into a podcast and celebrating uh, 50 episodes inside the play call. So real quick, just go around, introduce yourself. Let's go name and let's go current city that you're in. So Devanya. I'm Devanya Sadlako and I live in Pittsburgh. Isaiah. Uh, my name is Isaiah Gregory and I'm currently in Philadelphia. Hannah. My name's Hannah Smith and I'm also in Philadelphia. And Montana, rah rah. Rafael Rujo Lopes, and I'm Orlando in Orlando, Florida, right now. LT. I'm LT. I'm also Lucas Tusi, and I'm also in Pittsburgh. All right, Mickle Mouse. I'm Tamika Mickle, and I am representing Pittsburgh. There it is. And so, so you can see, I started. I think I started with Hannah Montana, but I have nicknames for everybody. I didn't call out Devonia Joy, then Isaiah Gregory's IG. So. Got to get the squad some love, some love, nickname love. Uh, shout out to those who was unable to attend. Shout out to Ron Adoko and everyone else who holds it down for Monica, Taisha. Like the list goes on and on. So we're going to have a good time. So let's do a little warm up question. Wait, Sean, you, you got to tell us where you're from, where you're at, oh. right? Let's go. Say less. Sean Rob, Sean Robinson, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So you go only listen to one musical artist for 30 days straight. Who are you listening to? And, and so, so, so I'm actually going to pause there. Hannah knows that's my go-to icebreaker. She's probably the only person that's had listened to every single episode of Inside the Play Call. Why is that, Hannah? So I was actually just thinking about that. I couldn't believe it's been 49 that I've now listened to. But yeah, I write the descriptions for all the podcasts. So I listen to all of them. I think I've heard most of you on an episode thus far. But yeah, I know all of his questions. I was prepared. <laughs> Wonderful. So I'm going to add a little twist to it, though. Because when you name this artist, the artist you're going to select for 30 days, I want you to sing a piece of one of their songs. I'm going with Tamika first. Who's your artist? So I'm kind of stuck between two artists. But right now, I have been bumping Heavy D hard mm. on Pandora. Okay. And I don't know the name of the song, but the lyrics go, are you ready for Big Daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Is that heavy? I think, I think it's Waterbed water Head or something like that. <laughs> yep. All right. All right. Let's go. Heavy in rotation the past 30 days. Let's go. Let's go. We're going to IG. IG, who are you selecting? Um, I'm young. Um, so, you know, I, I got to go young thug. I mean, that man. Well, hold on, hold on. Was that a shot? Was that a shot to, uh, to Tamika? 
I know, no, no, I just know the new generation is not everybody's favorite. You know, mumble rap and all that isn't everyone's, but me personally, I love Young Thug, great artist. So 30 days give, with these, no question. Give us a piece of, give, give a piece of uh, a Young Thug song. Um, That's my best friend, best friend. Go best friend, go best friend. <laughs> all right, you let's go, go Lucas. So my, my fiance and I have been traveling a little bit. I'll go into camps in here. Um, we've been listening to a lot of Prince. So, um, yeah, I know. And uh, Raspberry Beret. I was uh, going to know, suggest goes, that. That's a good one. All right, come on. Yeah. Go ahead. Give it a little taste. <laughs> you know, she wore a ra Raspberry Beret, the kind you find in the secondhand store. Man, I didn't say give it a lyric. I said sing it, dog. <laughs> Oh, man, I can't, I can't sing like Prince. I can't sing like Prince. Come on, Sean. You know that LT does not sing. Remember yeah, when I tried to do karaoke? Yeah. She tried no, to bring no. me up on karaoke. <laughs> so, Devaya, go ahead. You next. Uh, so, I've been on a Louis Capaldi kick lately. So, uh, someone you loved. Uh, now the day bleeds into nightfall, and you're not here to get me through it all. There you go. Nice. <laughs> nice. Let's go, Hannah Montana. I'm going to go Red Hot Chili Peppers today. Ooh. I'm going to run an errand. It was about an hour away, and I just put the playlist on. I think I could do it for a month. Okay. All right. Give us a little taste. Oh, God. I think I'm going to have to uh, plead the fifth with LT. <laughs> you guys, would they give us the lyrics like LT did? Yeah, there you go. Uh, lyrics only. Like a classic, like California King. <laughs> That was good. Oh, you got a little <laughs> harmony, harmony there. <laughs> right now, you know, it's kind of young with you, IG. Mm -hmm. I can go back and forth with many different artists, but I can actually listen to Drake 30 days straight. Like, Drake can take me in all different types of mood. And and so when I think about a song, I mean, it represents the, the squad here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team's here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. So with that, Let's talk about how you got introduced and entered into OA. I'm going to go with LT first. Go ahead, Lucas. Uh, so I was looking, I was a senior at the University of Pittsburgh. And for my degree, I needed a internship to graduate. Um, I looked at a couple um, places and uh, Sean actually came to one of my classes, gave a little pitch about, um, you know, who he was, what he was doing for a living and, um, you know, the dream and vision that he had. Uh, something that really resonated with me. I really love sports and I really like helping people. So I felt like it was a really good opportunity. I really wanted to be a part of something. Uh, so I went to an interview and uh, I wore the same bracelet that he handed out. We got a picture of that somewhere still. And um, that was when I first became part of OA. I started out as a program coordinator. Now that was... Ooh, year, well, actually, no, I was marketing. Was, was that 2017? What year was that? 20, 2016. 16, wow. Yeah. January of 16. Wow. Yeah, I see, I, we still have that picture. Yep, I remember. That's when we were in the Me office too. of Poswar. Shook my head. Yes. I was like, oh, that was a good move. That was a great move. You're hired. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go with Hannah. So actually, very similar story to Lucas. Um, I was in my senior year at Pitt. I didn't need to do an internship, but I wanted to. You know, I was about to graduate. Got to get that experience in. So uh, I found one, Joe, I think just on Handshake. Yeah, I think I found the posting there, applied, kind of on a whim, something to do. It was interesting, marketing. I was kind of interested in that at the time. So yeah, met Sean, and it's been it's been good ever since. So that was 
2018, I think. January wow. 2018. I think it's 2018. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of handshake, the reason why I got to handshake because of Devanya. So Devanya, how did you enter into OA? Um, yeah, so Sean and I worked on uh, some previous charity events together. Um, I used to go to them and then started volunteering. And then Sean approached me at the beginning of his uh, idea for Orange Arrow and said, I want you to be a part of this. And that was in 2000, I guess probably 2012 that we had the conversation. It's 2013 is when we started. So yeah, so since the beginning, I have been here with Sean and uh, I'm all about it. Orange Arrow, I bleed orange. There it is. So Devanya is true OG. So from OG, let's go to IG, Isaiah. Hey, so, Rob, hey, that transition was all right, man. <laughs> yeah, smooth, getting you know, really smooth with it now. And, and, uh, you know I got bars, Rob. Rob, you hating on my bars, man. Rob, <laughs> like, when you all all his man, bars are rehearsed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I'm the nicest freestyle. You know, Isaiah, IG, how did you get introduced to OA? Um, funny story. So Devanya is my sister-in-law. Um, she is now. I'm so happy about that. Um, she. Now, you, were happy, you wouldn't hear that, right? Nah, I digress. Go ahead. It was awful at first. I no, I love Devanya. Um, she just approached me as a senior, and in my senior year, I was at home just doing much working and doing school. And she's like, "Would you like to do an internship?" And I was like, "I see why I wouldn't want to. I'd love an opportunity to, uh, you know." put things to work or be useful and and uh, put my public health degree to work. So I joined and applied and things went well. Sean and me and Raw had a conversation and I was on the team and I love it. And I don't look back at it. And that happened this past January, maybe yep. earlier. Jumped mm -hmm. on the spring session and it's been soaring colors ever since. There it is. There it is. Raphael. Yeah, so I... Uh... I think it was either 2016, 2017, I had a, a volunteering event with Pitt Football, and it was with Away, and uh, it was the first day I learned how to tie a tie, and I, I just really enjoyed the uh, the experience and actually reconnected with Sean, and um, I, at the same time, I was looking for an internship, and I became an OA intern in 2017, so that's how I uh, kind of entered the, uh, the ranks. I forgot about that, so we had a Community outreach event we helped coordinate for pit football. We, it was at multiple boys and girls clubs. And one of the activities was showing the young boys how to tie a tie. I don't think I remember. That was your first time learning how to tie a tie. Yeah, it was, it was my first time because you asked uh, the, the athletes to teach the younger athletes to tie a tie. And I was sitting there in the back like, hey, I don't know, I don't know how to tie it. <laughs> I asked you to teach me real quick, I think, before we uh, talked to them or something. But no, nah, it was cool. It was a cool experience. Dope, dope. Tamika. So, Sean and I go way back. Like, when I say way back, like, crisscross way back. <laughs> hey, but, you, you, are you just going all, like, 90s? 90s I'm going to put you in. If I'm going to be old, you're going to be old with me. <laughs> <laughs> I keep trying to stay. I said Drake. I'm trying to tell everybody. I know who young guys are. aren't even that old, because then that makes me old, too. Oh, you, you're right there. You're the third step. You're the third <laughs> But um, Sean was throwing some events at the dessert tasting. Um, and then that, I think that turned into like a weekend event. 
um, up on Washington at Laramore's and Stacks. Yeah. You had, I want to say it was some type of car tournament at Road of Shalom. And um, we got to talking about the importance of girls and how girls should be involved in the world and how they should speak their voice. So at the time, Orange Arrow was just focusing on male athletes. And I think about two days later, Sean texted me like, what's up? You know, in, in his Sean Rob way. He's like, yo, let me know when you get a minute so we can rap. And then we rapped and it's, it's been curtains ever since. So, I mean, you know, for me, it was just being bought into the mission and, and really seeing the evolution of, of OA, you know, and, and you guys all know Sean dreams big, like big. I remember the first ball, like he was like, yeah, we're going to do it. And I was like, oh, stuff. And everything that he said came true and more. So that's how I got involved with OA. Thank you for having me on this, this joyous ride. Um, you know, and I know everyone on the team is, feels the same exact way. Oh, that's love. That's love. That's love. Hold that on, uh, dessert tasting weekend was last, last weekend or the weekend before. I just got a Facebook memory um, uh, being in yeah. the mansion up, yeah. up on, my, on my Washington. That was, that was dope. Yeah, so for those unaware, we used to do an event called uh, Dessert Tasting for a Cause, where we highlighted the, the work of former pit athletes, what they were doing in the community. It would take place each year around the spring game. It really became like a homecoming in the spring. Really good times. Uh, Tanika, when you said, I said, what's up with my Sean Ra way? Like, what, is, what, is, what does that mean? So I, I feel like you have a way with words and with influencing people to, to look outside of what they're currently doing, right? It's not, the, it's not the general conversation. Like you tell a story and when you tell that story, it becomes so intriguing that that individual wants to be a part of that story. So it's just not like, yo, I got this nonprofit organization and I need help. That wasn't the story at all. The whole story was like, yo, I was sitting at the table with some family members. My little cousins was there. We did this. We did that. It came to light. You know, I was in the bathroom. I bumped my head. I woke up. I seen orange. And then there was an arrow. And that's how I got started, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, but it's the whole essence of it. Like, you are very selfless. And a lot of people know that, but a lot of people don't realize that. When I tell you, I've never seen anyone move about life the way that you move about life. And it's never about you. It's always about the next individual that you can help out. So when you told me that story and knowing where I come from, um, you know, going to an all-Black school, getting a scholarship to play Division One basketball, and knowing that the connection that sports has for individuals but if you don't go professional, what is the next step? And that's a thing that a lot of people hadn't addressed in life, period. You know, we always we always hear about the hood legends. We hear about how good so-and-so was. We hear about all of that. And then life happens. And a lot of times when life happens to individuals who are really talented on the on the court in the in the in the school on the playing field, it becomes very, it's a tragic moment for them because they can't adjust. And I think for you 
to notice that, you know, and also taking your own experiences and bringing other athletes to the table. And I mean, one of the things that Raw said was, I did not know how to tie a tie, but I went to an event and the first thing I had to do was tie a tie. You know, and a lot of people just don't realize the importance of little subtle things like that. We all go to funerals. You wear a tie typically to a funeral. People that probably don't wear ties is because they can't tie a tie. But if you don't know, you just don't know. And I think what you're trying to do is educate, and, and everyone here as a team, is educate individuals on more than just their athletic ability. Mm, and that's yeah. me. Yeah, I, when I asked you that question, I thought it was going to be a joke behind it. I know you're about to get all serious and deep with it. <laughs> but that's, no, we, no, no, we, live, we laugh, we have great times. But at the same time, the meaning in this work is so much more important, you know. And, and you do it all gracefully with a smile. You know, like I said, you could probably sell a Brit to an individual that did not have a house. Like that's how, that's how hard you go for the mission of Orange Arrow and for the belief that you have in the mission and the values of Orange Arrow. And, and I, I just honestly believe that you could sell a brick to an individual who does not have a house. Wow. All right. So let's take the focus off of me. Thank you for sharing <laughs> those kind words. And as you say, as you know, as we know, it's not about me, it's bigger than me, but now nah, I appreciate you all the hard work that you all put in. Um, you know, if people are aware of Orange Arrow, most of them are aware of me. And so, uh, but, but, but I can't do it by myself. I do not do it by myself. You and others have been holding it down for years in order to, to make this work. And so I'm glad we had this opportunity to elevate you all's voice so people can understand you know, more of the heart and the, and the, uh, you know, the people that are behind the work of OA. And so when you think of OA, what are some of your fondest memories? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, so, I, I mean, two memories right off the back is just really mo more recently has been these Zoom meetings, um, kind of the behind the scenes stuff that we've been doing working, uh, the laughs that we have, you know, creating the programming, you know, dealing with all the logistics. I mean, we really have a good time. It's, sometimes it's really stressful, but we kind of laugh it off and we, and we get through it. And, and those are actually, when you look back, like, those are some really fun moments. And then I would even say the summer performance invitational last year, uh, 2020, um, you know, it's a lot, a lot of moving parts. And, and just when, as it went on, just seeing all the kids and all the college athletes and the pep talks and just seeing everything engage and come together. It, it was, it was an awesome experience. So um, I would say definitely those two have been, have been, you know, the spotlight of my, my time with Foley. Yeah, the uh, it's interesting you brought up the uh, planning for these virtual sessions. Just like everybody else with the pandemic, we had to adjust. And Ron and I, I think we say this, if not weekly, we said pretty often, we Zoom different. And, and we really try to bring, a uh, as a team, a different energy to the Zooms. And it's not just a necessary sit and get. And, and the young people in the college athletes and the graduate student athletes, they see the work and they appreciate Appreciate it. Don't see all the behind the scenes like, man, so we started from either nothing or just a little bit of, you know, this Word document. And then now we got to bring it to a Google slide. And then how do we make it engaging, interactive? And it, it, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing for it to, uh, for it to, come, to come together. And I mean, we did that at a really high level last year, like you said, with the Performance Invitational. And with the Performance Invitational last year, 
we also have Cooking with the OA family, which is really dope. So we actually sent gift cards home to uh, all the families for them to go shopping at Target. And they had to buy the ingredients for spaghetti. And then we had a uh, competition around that. And as far as the coaches, I definitely cook better spaghetti than like Rob. I think it was Aisha, it was the other coach. Like I'm definitely the better cook. Uh, I would disagree. I, I think you you, uh, you are a tryhard with um, the the way it looked, but I don't think yours tasted good at all. I don't even remember seeing a, a video of you eating it. <laughs> Mind, I was eating it. It was all. Right. I didn't see. You. I didn't see you eat yours. It looked good. It looked Sean Robway, right? It looked good. <laughs> Presentation's key. Presentation is key. Come on now, talk about it. Talk yeah, about but if it. it doesn't taste good, that presentation doesn't mean anything. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, LT, what comes to mind? Find these memories. Cool. We have a lot of memories. Um, big one for me is uh, the expansion. Um, when I started, we were in Boys and Girls Clubs, and we made the transition into, I believe, seven schools in a relatively short amount of time. And um you know, as it was exciting, it was something different. It was something that we were trying to do and trying to reach more kids. And I think it really went well. Um, that was a big one for me. Another one was um, Miami. We had a dine with, special Dine with Gentlemen event in Miami when we were expanding to Miami. Uh, we had a great conversation with a lot of the kids and people that were there with us. And other than that, I mean, we had a lot of good moments just working in the, the cathedral together. So those were a lot of good times too. But also having those in-depth conversations with a lot of these kids. We were able to get real deep and have real honest conversations with some of these kids. And I think that really resonated with some of them. And that's why a lot of them spent, you know, multiple years with us at some of those school districts. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's really good. I mean, you brought up the, uh, the time in the cathedral. And shout out to, uh, to Pitt, who uh, they office space there in the cathedral. I miss in the basement. I mean, most people don't know that there's a basement in the cathedral of learning. <laughs> and so it would be funny when people are looking and coming for interviews, they'd be called like, wait, where are y'all located? <laughs> are you buying a Chick-fil-A? No, no, go take the stairs down. <laughs> and so we had, our, we had our little office there. But uh, man, our team, you know, I can say we're uh, small, small but mighty. And, and, and I mean, we got a lot of work done in that small office, having having the uh, the post-it notes on the walls, you know, going to Kinko's, the the, the FedEx, the, the printer stuff, and yeah, I mean, it, it was really cool stuff. Uh, Hannah, what comes up for you? I think one of my favorite things, at least pre-pandemic, was signing day. That's one of my favorites is signing day, especially you know when it's in the training facility and the kids come in and like their mouths drop open and they're so they can't get enough of it. They're looking everywhere. That was really cool, and especially to see kids from different schools come together in one place, you know, to kick off the season. I think that's probably one of my favorite favorite. Yeah, that, yeah, that was fun. So signing day when we would bring the uh, young student athletes into the uh, pitch facility on the south side. So this is where we were in Pittsburgh only. And the young student athletes were signed a letter or intent of how they were going to move forward in the program. Families came, they had food, uh, the athletes were there. That was a fun time. And, and, and actually one of those, uh, I'm sure LT, you remember this. No, I don't think Rod, you wasn't intern yet, but we had, it was Lucas. It was like, get to know the team. It was Lucas Bubbles, who was on a basketball team, who's uh, 6'11". Uh, Ryan Lewis, who's a start, who's a start, starting quarterback for the football team, 
who else was up there, LT? Was it Devonnie was up there? And then I think, uh, I feel like that might have been one other person. Uh, was it, what'd you say? Bubbles' boyfriend? Nah, it's me, Ryan Lewis. Was it um Seraphin? Seraphin, yep. Shout out to Seraphin, our guy Seraphin. Yeah. So it was those individuals up there, and the question was, who was the who? One of them dunked in the ninth grade, right? Somebody had a dunk in the ninth grade, and I mean, Bubbles on the basketball team. She's six eleven. Then you got a, a a cornerback. So they were going between those two. But the correct answer was who? LT. LT, LT. So how for those who one person guessed me. Oh, so not well, one person guessed me. I'm so oh, I'm not one. Yeah, I played volleyball in high school. So, so for those who don't see you, since it's, it's audio, how tall are you? Or at I'm least how tall foot, were you in that grade? Five foot nine. Five foot nine. LT has some hops. Oh, Lucas has some hops if he dug in the ninth grade. Now, was it one hand, two hand? Jumping off one, one foot, two. So, so being being five foot nine, I can I can grab. So I don't have the biggest hands to palm a ball. So we would in gym class we'd have those little like Nerf balls, and I could dunk that with one hand. So with I, when a basketball, I'd have to curl it, and then I'd have to kind of go up one hand and kind of throw it in. LT showing out. LT showing out. That's the only LT way I can palm a ball. That means you got to jump a little higher in order <laughs> to get down too. LT has some hops. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Devanya, what memories come up for you? Oh man, there's so many. Um, so I'm gonna take it back, back to the pilot uh, when we. It was actually right around the dessert tasting weekend, I believe, when we were doing the pitch to BNY at BNY um, in their conference, and we had just done a pilot with the boys. And one of the things that I thought was just adorable was the boys were talking about, cause you know, you know, they have to worry about the girls, right? You know that they gotta be about the girls and being a gentleman. So they were talking about how Sean and, and Orange Arrow was teaching them which side of the, the street to walk on. And they were talking about it and they were like, no, it's this side. I mean, this side, I mean, this side of the street. So their public speaking and how we brought that about and then teaching them the gentleman side. So that's one real quick. The second one is the transformation from that public speaking to when we had Barry public speak at the Orange Arrow Ball and he was kind of our MC, went off the chain, was dropping those cards, wasn't using the cards and was just going off cards and just joking around and talking. Um, Barry did an awesome job and that really, you know, public speaking is really hard. And so the fact that we were able to really do that, um, but I have one more and uh, it's internal. So Tamika was talking about how selfless Sean Rob is. And I remember when we found out Sean was moving to Florida and uh, leaving us here in Pittsburgh and we were sad. So we, uh, surprise Sean with a party at Tamika's and we did the um, we made you a, a book of Orange Arrow memories got you some Orange Arrow socks and uh, we got some emotion out of Sean that was not expecting uh, we, we we got you we got you bro yep oh love yeah I keep I, I keep it up I keep it up 
Now that's super dope. So you brought up the BMI, BNY Mellon uh, event and uh, those young people, they actually graduated high school last year. Wow. Everybody, so there were so young little kids there at that time. And uh, you brought up the ball at the Porsche dealership. Barry stole the show. I think Barry was probably 12 at the time. And he's one of the co-MCs. He just became the main MC. He, he really rocked it. He really did. And so, so, so quickly, um, there's so many different roles that you all have played within OA. So let's quickly speak to what you do for OA or at least what you have done for OA. A little combination of both. I'm going to go with Hannah as a team manager. So I started, like I said, a little bit ago as an intern. And then I stayed with Orange Arrow originally to help with event planning for the ball in 2018, September 2018. So that's why I stuck around at the beginning. And then following that is when I took on a lot more roles at Orange Arrow. And I think it was the following, sometime that fall that I was given the title of team manager. So that's what I've been doing ever since, since about I think, I don't know, November 2018, I believe. It's been a while. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I do now. I work very closely with the interns, you know, team members in general, but yeah, my main focus is interns, but I also do a lot of other stuff too. Like we said earlier, the podcast, a little bit of that with a newsletter, you know, I've got, got my hands in a little bit of everything, whatever needs done. And what about the probably the most time consuming one? Let's see if you answer that one. Um, hmm. Well, a podcast is time consuming, but uh, well, yeah, okay, yeah. There's definitely one. It's uh, the grant writing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. You get that one. Yeah, yeah. But the podcast takes a little time, and you know, it's weekly. But yeah, the grants, the grants are a big bulk of what I'm doing, working on right now. And yeah, you're right. They take they take a while. They are often a weeks, month long process, but we get it done. And they're not guaranteed. So That's at least at least with the done. podcast, we know. We have, all right, point to be out. People listen to it. You send a grant, they may not respond. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. But those emails are great when they do respond and say, hey, you know, you've been awarded. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Isaiah. Speak a little bit to your role. Um, so I'm a spring program intern. Um, what I do is um, anything asked of me in the way that most of the time I'm done, you know, making calls to parents and families reaching out saying, hey, are you going to be joining us for this session? Um, updating the links to sign up for the sessions, making sure they're working properly, making sure they're displaying the right information, times, things like that. Sending off emails, um, doing things on research about uh, current or past um, sponsorships with uh, different colleges that we're looking to expand to and, and, and helping the program in any way possible, things as big as that to as small as taking typos out of um, documents and editing uh, PowerPoints to match those documents. It's really it's really um, a big, broad spectrum of work, but a lot of stuff is just not paper pushing. I wouldn't say that because we don't push papers. We're not just typing or doing things. We're putting together programs, events, documents, or, or statuses or quotas or whatever you want to call them that are changing the program or shaping the program's direction. So that's yeah, kind of Yeah. Uh, let's 
So I'm the VP of operations, but I feel like I'm, I'm the team's like right-hand person. So uh, initially, I think at the, early on, I was able to dedicate more time, but as my roles progressed um, and the years have progressed, I've not been able to give as much time. But I, I, I always say this, in a, and I say this in a good way, Sean will shoot me an idea and I'll poke holes in it. So I'm like the hole poker, right? Because I want to make sure that what we do at Orange Arrow is going to be sustaining. Um, when we talk about things, we're not just talking about what we're doing in 2021. We are talking about visions that go far out to like 2026. So, um, you know, for the most part, I'm helping support the grant writing. I'm helping identify and working with um, funding opportunities and building partnerships and relationships for the organization on the programming side. But I'm, I'm just a phone call away too. So, um, I've also taken over the, the, the fiscal part of the, <laughs> the demands of the organization with working with our accountants and making sure that individuals are getting paid um, properly and, and that our invoices are growing out. So, um, you know, the, the work that I do and that, that all of us do, none of it, none of it is, you, you can't fit into a description because we are all team players and there are things that um, I'm responsible for that, you know, other individuals on the team have stepped up to do. Teamwork makes your dream work. Oh, uh, Rob. Raphael. Yeah, yeah. So my main responsibility is uh, programming. I'm a program manager, so I focus on developing the programming for the OA-12 or Performance Invitational or whatever, you know, the OA tailgate, whatever we have. Um, I also uh, facilitate the relationship with the current universities that we're with, with Pitt and Miami. Um, but then just like uh, Tamika said, I mean, I, I, I do a little bit in everything, uh, wherever Sean will need, uh, you know, I've kind of focused on a couple of different things, uh, but mainly programming. Um, that's my, my main focus. The volume. Yeah, so I've kind of done a little bit of everything. And as time has gone on, it's just kind of changed to really concentrating on bringing interns on board. Um, mostly, but you know, whatever the team needs, I've been there to do. I've done some grant writing in the past. I've gone to some, um, you know, like one day seminars to learn how to do some more grant writing. I've gone to networking events when Sean wasn't able to be there, or, um, you know, to go and get more information and, you know, really kind of put our name out there and, um, you know, different things that I've been able to do in event planning and, um, but, you know, as time has gone on and my roles have changed, like Tamika, like Tamika mentioned, um, you know, the amount of time that I'm able to put in has changed. So right now I kind of just focus on bringing on interns um, and making sure that we have the uh, manpower to make the dreams come true. Dig it. Um, so, Lucas, I'm coming to you next with a slightly different question. Because I am, and I'm trying. I'm gonna try my best not to get uh, emotional. I admit that you all bring to OA with so many other responsibilities you guys have going on in life. Uh, many of you have full time jobs. Uh, many some in grad school. You got a lot going on. So I'm gonna bring it to you, LT. Why after all these years? Because you, your full time job, you actually work uh, with PNC Bank. Why, after all these years, are you still supporting Orange Arrow uh, with your time? Because right now, you, I mean, you're really instrumental in helping with the uh, the, OA, the OA gear and the clothing. So why? 
Yeah. So, I mean, it, it started out as, you know, it started out as an internship, it started out as a job. Um, but when, whenever you started that job and I've worked for numerous jobs in my life, but this, this never felt like a job going in every day. It really felt like we had an opportunity to, to be something to, to aspire to others to be something. And I thought that that spoke more to people than, um, than just going to work for something. And I mean, you know, some people work for a paycheck. I mean, I, I, I would do this for free. And I mean, I don't, I try not to take, you know, any money for this, but, um, you know, I started out as marketing. I became a coach. I, I mean, I felt like I was very into the beginning stages of how this started to progress. So, I mean, it felt really important to me and, and still to this day, I feel like it's something that's, you know, very near and dear to me. And I, you know, I try to make as much time as I possibly can, you know, bouncing between, you know, other jobs and things like that. So, I've done a lot. I've worn a lot of hats. I've had plenty of different roles in this job. And now I'm, you know, I'm taking on the, the merchandise OA gear role and, you know, really want to try to put, you know, our best foot forward for it. And um, I think that's why it's always really stuck to me because it just felt like something that we were doing was never, never really felt like a drag. And, you know, the way you also bring your charismaticness to this and try to being able to take that out into the world really kind of spoke to me because once you bring that to other people, it no longer feels like a job. It really feels like coming together as a team and being together and being a part of something. And I think that's what makes people come back. Thanks for sharing that. Thanks for sharing that. Anybody else want to answer that question? Anna, how would you respond to that question? Like, why are you still rocking with OA? You're giving a lot of time. Why? Uh, I mean, I think I would piggyback off of Lucas where it's, it doesn't feel like a job. I mean, there are some times like we were talking about grants earlier where, you know, you come home from your other job and, you know, it's seven o'clock, you have a headache, but you have a grant due on Friday. So you need to get it done. But even then, it's something that feel, it's for a greater, a greater purpose, something bigger than me, because, you know, if you do something, you know, at another job, it might not make much of a difference. I know we tell interns that usually in the onboarding process is when you work here with us, what you do matters and you can see that, you know, it's not, you might work on something as part of a project, but you never actually see where it goes. But here, you know, if you get a grant, you see it go to the kids. It might provide meals for them or they can get gear or something like that. So there's a purpose. And I think that's really what, you know, keeps me going. And I know keeps everyone else going is that you can directly see where your time is going and it makes it really worthwhile. Mm, mm. Man, man, now I'm beloved for all of y'all. Uh, speaking of love, come on with the transitions. There are four people on our team that, that who are engaged. Like, <laughs> so uh, the person who recently got engaged, Raphael. Raphael, so congratulations to all those who are engaged yes. here, to everyone. Yeah, man. Raphael, so how did you how did you propose? Uh, so I, I actually kept it simple. Um, she had, Tiffany, she had no idea. Um, I, I just took it to a doc that was in this reservation or I think that's what it's called. Anyways, there was no people around. It was on a dock looking out into the lake. And uh, she thought it was just we're going to do like a photo shoot with the family before my grandparents went back to Brazil. But then we walked out there and I just kind of told her how much I loved her and then proposed to her. And uh, that's just kind of how it went. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. That's dope. Congratulations. And so 
uh, Hannah or LT, are you all tired of hearing the question, when's the wedding date? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead, yes, LT. <laughs> a lot. A lot. So, yes, I proposed to my fiance in um, December. And uh, we decided to, obviously, our wedding date is going to be in 2022 because of the pandemic and everything that kind of happened. But now that we are in it, um, a lot of people do ask every time, when's the date? We haven't sent out our save the dates yet because it is a little bit, you know, further out. Um, so we told them it's coming. Don't worry. You'll get one. <laughs> Hannah, how are, you, how are you dealing with all the questions? I mean, yeah, it's the same sort of thing. I've been engaged since December of 2019. So it's been a little while. It's given plenty of time for the questions. And we actually moved the date, too, which has caused even more questions. So we moved it up a little bit and actually went smaller. So then you get, you know, is so-and-so invited? You know, what, what's happening? But, you know, we cut it down, you know, pandemic and all that stuff is going to be immediate family. But it's still then you get the question from, you know, your mom's aunt. Am I invited? You know, when is the wedding? <laughs> and, uh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's OK. Don't only ask right. if happy. Right. Hey, so I'm not sure who I I don't know if I shared this story before. So when my wife and I got married, we got married on uh, it was a holiday weekend. It was Easter weekend. We were still living in Pittsburgh. We decided to get married in Fort Lauderdale. It was at the, was that the West End? No, it was out of Hilton. It was out the Hilton of Fort Lauderdale Beach. And so we kept it pretty intimate. And um, I think it was probably, I don't know, 40 to 60 people. But what we did was going back and forth at the hotel, we let them know that we didn't tell them it was a wedding. And so I just called and said, hey, it's the holiday weekend. We got some friends out to be in town. We want to get together. We see, we, we see the uh, like the deck area around the pool and all this stuff. And I said, um, like the meals would be on us. Can we get a menu together? Like I was doing this this whole thing. I, I'm planning an event for um, for just some friends and family for the holiday weekend because you know when they when they hear a wedding, it's times three. The prices are sky high. And so, <laughs> so you know, we're all out there. And then uh, our contact, I guess he sees my wife come down with the veil over. Later, he was like, hey, you could have told me it was a wedding. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, nah, man, it was cool, man. It was cool. And, and it was super dope. It was, it was really, it was really a, a, a beautiful setting. But um, they be trying to hit people over the head with the wedding prices, though. So I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to find a workaround. I'm gonna find a workaround. That's the Sean Rob way. That's the Sean Rob way. <laughs> that's, a, that's what I'm talking about. You convince somebody to give you regular prices for a full wedding and a full reception. Hey, Sean, I agree. I can speak you? to that. I hear you, man. I did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it need to, need to know, like, man. So they be trying to hit the head. It's really about it's really about what's going to happen after the wedding day. So the wedding day, all that stuff is cool, but it's living outside of that, which is more important. So, yeah, yeah, I, I don't be trying to get so try not to get too caught up and get too stressed out as you all are planning these weddings. Um, make sure you know to keep the communication going with your significant other because there's gonna be a lot of people outside. But at the end of the day, you're gonna be living with yours and doing your significant other and doing life with your significant other. So make sure you do the best you can to not let this planning around the wedding uh, stress you out. Don't stress uh, the little things. Don't stress the little things because they don't yeah. matter because people won't know. I don't know. Did you did you notice that there were different kind of color burlaps at my wedding on the tables? Did anybody notice that? 
That's nope. all we remember. I didn't nope. think so. Yep. My cousin was like, they're different. I was like, I don't care. Just leave it. Nobody's going to notice it. Only you did. I didn't. Don't stress the little stuff because people don't notice it. Yeah. Smith, are you about to say something? I was just going to say, I did notice that Devonya had on North Carolina blue chucks. That I did notice that. Yeah, she did have a chuck. Yeah. <laughs> so so Hannah and, and Lisa and Tiffany wear comfortable shoes. Nobody's going to know what you have on until you sit down or take a picture unless you dress up. <laughs> comfortable shoes. There it is. <laughs> and so uh, as we wrap up, um, let's talk about what are your hopes for Orange Arrow? What are your hopes for Orange Arrow? Where do you want to see OA going? I'm going to throw it to uh, Raphael first. Go ahead, Ra. Yeah, well, and, and this is also going to why I keep coming back and why I want to be a part of OA. And it, it's that vision. Um, I, feel like, I, I feel like I have a responsibility to make sure that every grade school student athlete in the United States or maybe even the world, who knows, gets access to this information, to this programming, to what OA has to offer. So, I, I mean, I envision that, you know, every university, every grade school student athlete um, having access to this. And so, you know, whatever we have to do to make that happen before, you know, I'm gone off this earth, like, I'm all for it. So, that's what I envision. Rob, I'm going to stay there with you. So, so I hear, I hear the, I mean, we, we talk all the time, so I hear the passion coming out. Why is that important to you? Why, why do you think they need to be part of Orange Arrow somehow be engaged with OA? You know, it's because I feel like there's a missing piece. You know, I feel like athletes grow up focusing so much on sports, focusing so much on, on that side of things and don't get poured into in another way. Now, obviously, you know, there's amazing parents out here, but it's, it's, it's hard to teach these, these youth um, important things that they need to know to be successful once they're done playing sports. And, you know, I, I just see that there's a necessity there. And so I think it's important for, to get these great student athletes involved in that so that they're equipped so that when they're done in high school or college or done playing professionally, if, you know, they're able, that they'll have that opportunity to be successful. So uh, I think that's why. Anybody else want to share? Where do you see OA going? What's your hopes? Who wants to take it? I'm going to jump in here. Um, I think one of the things is that Orange Arrow is going to be a national program model, not only for student athletes, um, 10 to 13, but also for collegiate student athletes. And I say that because, and Raw hit on a very good point, saying that, you know, it's just not about the short term. So your athletic ability is only going to last for so long. No matter what sport you play, it's only going to last for so long, whether that is amateur sports, collegiate sports, professional sports. And a lot of times it is neglected about the what if. Life happens forever. And the skills that we are teaching our student athletes and our collegiate athletes are going to be lifelong skills that they're going to need to network to get to that next level in their career, whether that is on a playing field, in a pool, on a court, on a, you know, wherever that is, or if it's in a boardroom, 
if it's in a, you know, in a bank, um, you know, and, and those are the things that we are, the skills and the, the development, that's something you don't learn in school. That's not a class that you are taking. So for Orange Arrow to come in and provide that curriculum, that is key to the success of other individuals and us helping to curtail some of those uh, narratives that come along with professional athletes, with individuals who, you know, who may have been good in, 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 in their own way within their own communities. And we're building the next generation of, of workforce development individuals or entrepreneurs or you know, successful business people. And I think that Orange, Orange Arrow is positioning itself to be that mantra that is needed to take that character development to the next level. Can I add something? So just just like, like, you know, we always talk about the moment of truth, right? And sometimes it's an injury, but sometimes it's COVID-19, a pandemic. I, I, I'm, I'm right now in a place where I'm getting to see a lot of my teammates, college, both college and professional, like COVID is keeping them from continuing to play sports and it is going to keep them from ever playing sports again. And so who are you? when sports stops like that, you know, when you can no longer play and, and we never know when that time is, is up and even me, and I, I consider myself someone that prepares for that life after sports. And even me during this time, during this last year, I've even found myself struggling. Like, who am I, you know, what do I bring to the table? And so that's why it's so important for programs like this, for OA to, to be out there because there's going to be a lot of athletes if this program isn't you know pushed out there that are not going to be equipped, that are not going to be prepared for something like a pandemic, for a season-ending injury. So again, I, I, it's so important for this to be out there. Yeah, um, I'd like to touch on that. I mean, Tamika and Ra made some huge points. Um, my hope is the same that they have, that this becomes something that is huge for everyone and is available to everyone at some point in time for both college student athletes and for grade school kids and younger kids and high school kids. I think it's a program that has huge potential and, and, and is ran by a group of people, including myself, but excluding myself before I even got here, seeing the group of people that work at this, that do this, have so much passion behind it, have so much energy, have so much fight for it. They're educated. They know what they're talking about. You guys are hardworking people. And I see that. And it makes me want to jump on that bus and ride it long term the same way that you guys have already been doing and to see that it went from you know what it was in 2012 to now where so much has grown and, and changed and, and pivotal stuff you guys have going on it inspires me and inspires I'm sure everyone who's an intern or, or, or coach and and just observes and is like I want to be keep I want to keep doing this I want to be a part of it and and being a student athlete perspective from it I I I wasn't thinking about anything about after college until maybe the start of my senior year where it's like, oh, wow, like after this, there is no like professional career for me, potentially. A lot of people grow up thinking like, I'm going to go pro. There's long-term plans. There's long-term plans. I'm a swimmer. There is a pro league, but I'm not that good. <laughs> like, I just know that. And for some people, it's hard to accept or it's hard to think where they come up short sometimes and start preparing and they feel rushed or they feel like they have to know what that next chapter is. For me, this was finding that next chapter, finding myself, figuring out what I want to do, figuring out who I want to surround myself with, who, what kind of working environment I want to be in with. Like 
that type of stuff you don't learn from talking to your parents or talking to Kobe Bryant or getting a lesson from Michael Phelps. You don't learn that kind of stuff without interacting with people who have been in that position or, or in that format or that mindset. So it's just, I believe OA is a program that everybody can use or benefit from one way or another. Absolutely. And the hopes for it are huge. Who wants to end it for us? Hopes for OA. I would love to hear Hannah's viewpoint on it. Because, because for, for the team knows, like Hannah's a quiet storm. You know what I mean? So Hannah, Hannah doesn't say much. She's low-key pretty funny. Uh, going back to her internship days when she used to imitate one of our, uh, our, our fellow team members. But uh, Hannah, what is your hopes? What is your dream for, uh, for OA? Yeah, so I think first would be to continue to solidify and grow where we currently are. You know, continue building those relationships in Pittsburgh and in Miami, especially, you know, we talked about grants with foundations and other incorporations that are based where we are to continue to spread the message of where we started, but then also where we're going. So I know we've been in exciting meetings, you know, with a lot of other programs and other colleges, other athletic departments, their programs to try to see where can OA fit. And that's really exciting. And I think getting you know good feedback from all of them is very promising, very, you know, gives us a lot of optimism. And I know we just recently had kind of a good, a good result from one of your meetings recently, you know, getting the phone call that like, hey, things are happening. We're making progress. Things, we're going to keep going. I think that that has been great, you know, especially at a time where with the pandemic, it's hard sometimes to see, see you, the purpose. So you keep going and continue to persevere through that. You know, getting those, those wins every once in a while has been really encouraging. And just to know that we can keep going in all these new places and continue to grow and you know explain to the team as well and we'd love to see more faces new faces here on the team that would be awesome to have so i think it's just really exciting to kind of think about where everyone will go here listening to everyone's roles like where everyone started you know if you started working with events or what have you to see what you're doing now and then to also think about what you can be doing in the future and just having the opportunity to kind of grow personally along with orange arrow has been really great i um and i'm not just saying this i feel like we have to be one of the best kept secrets especially that's in this space but like we have so much potential um like to your point hannah i would love to see our team expand by 5 10 or 15 people uh, uh to be in a place where we you know fully funded and, and, and those wins come even 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 more often uh and, and, and it's ultimately to help more young people. I mean, that's why we're here. That's why, you know, people work until six o'clock at night and then, and then and they get on a call at 6.30 to kind of see what else can they do uh, as it relates to OA. Uh, the heart is there, um, the, uh, the track record is there. And, you know, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And, and to think about it, you know, starting something from nothing, I mean, like, I, I remember those questions early on, like, what is Orange Arrow? And it's actually really cool that some people could talk to, could speak to what Orange Arrow is. And, um, you know, I, just doing some research on, you know, some of those brands from, 
from the Nikes, from Amazon, from the Boys and Girls Clubs, um, just knowing their journey from changing logos to, to going ups and down in, in small and humble beginnings. Uh, I believe that, that, that we have the potential to be a national brand, just like some of the ones I just mentioned. Um, and, 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 and that's my hope. And, and, and it's about impacting more lives and, and bringing on the people who have the heart, who have, who have the compassion, uh, just like you all, and the work ethic to get us there. And I said, we just got to keep grinding, keep grinding, keep rocking, keep, keep impacting lives. Uh, it deserves a shout out. Hannah hand alluded to the one of the, the great, uh, wonderful calls um, that I that I that uh, I had recently with uh, Franco Harris, so NFL Hall of Famer, who just agreed to be the uh, presenting sponsor for our performance invitation with Raphael alluded to last year, our summer experience, and and then and then getting into these rooms with uh, these national brands at the uh, collegiate level is just it's like. We're getting there, you know what I mean, and 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 I, and I believe what what some what you all alluded to, what keeps you all motivated, keeps you motivated, is having those those wins and and, and going from what, what Lucas said, from boys and girls clubs. So oh, now we're in schools. Oh, then now 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 we partner with the University of Miami. Oh, now we're meeting with this one. Now we're meeting with that one. And so I thank you all from the bottom of my heart. The OA family, I take you take we take a. Appreciate y'all. We're going to keep rocking. Take care. Peace, y'all. Thank you.